For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is how we do it. Na, 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 na. Oh, a little Montel Jordan to kickstart your Thursday. Exactly. Thursday. I got to remember that too because it is Thursday and we are dropping the Fantasy Football Happy Hour podcast a day early here. So, welcome to another episode, guys. We are back with um, a lot of stuff to talk about as we head into week five. Five, five, not four. Not six, week five, which really kind of sucks because we're closing in on closer and closer to being without football. It just feels like the season flies by and there's like 9,000 months without football. But we got a lot to talk about. We're not going to recap Thursday night's game because Thursday night's game has not happened yet. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Matthew Fox is going to highlight some of his favorite games of the week. I'm going to give you some of my favorite bets of the week. And then we're going to talk a little DFS, a little movie talk, and then we're going to be out the door. As always, I'm joined by my partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you, sir? Doing pretty good. It's uh, been an exciting uh, exciting week. I uh, wanted to add to the stress of the peak of NFL season, the peak of uh, movie awards season, and having to work a full-time job by doing a major home renovation, which started on Monday. So uh, this was good life planning on my part. Doesn't seem like the brightest ideas you've ever had. I'm just going to throw that out there. No, I'm feeling the same way. (laughs) I am... More exhausted for other reasons. I partook in the um, Nashville Film Festival yesterday. I was covering it for the Nashville Noise all week. My final reviews will go up at some point today. But yesterday I spent my entirety of a day inside the movie theater. I had an interview in the morning, a second interview in the after, uh, right before I left, head down. And at 1, 3.30, 6.30, and 9.30, I watched back-to-back-to-back-to-back movies um, I was very tired, didn't get home till about 1.30 in the morning, and then had to turn around and go back to work. Whose dumb idea was that? That was definitely mine. It was not the brightest decisions I've ever made either. So your two hosts have not made great decisions, but before Sleep is start, for the week. Huh? Sleep is for the week. Exactly. But I do want to highlight something before we dive right into um, week five. I want to mention a few things. Last week, I proposed uh, quite a few bets for each and every one of you at home. And I want to say I had a pretty good week. I uh, I had the uh, Cleveland money line and Cleveland minus one and a half. Both of those hit. I had the Chiefs minus six and a half. That hit. And then, of course, my favorite prop of the week was the Kirk Cousins over 0.5 interceptions. And while it came close, it knocked it out of the ballpark. I was a perfect score last week. 
I was uh, well. I did miss on the the Titans minus six, which I think everybody missed on that one. Uh, the Titans are just stupid. They'll probably go out and beat the Bills in a couple weeks, just because you know what I mean. Like that's probably what'll happen. But the Titans are stupid. Tannehill sucks. Um, don't tell our fellow writer on the Music City Drive-in. I said that. Oh wait, I tell him every single time I get an opportunity to in our Music City Drive-in writers group chat. But with that being said, Matthew Fox, I want to turn turn the table over to you. For your games of the week. Yep, and a good one tonight. Uh, since we're actually on Thursday, we have uh, the Seahawks are into, or the Rams are into battle with the Seahawks uh, for Thursday night football. And for those of you that have been wondering uh, why is the Thursday night game only on the NFL network, uh, that changes tonight. The Fox NFL Thursday night package and Amazon Thursday night package begins again tonight. Uh, probably why we saw a little bit of a step up in the matchup. This is also a huge week because London is calling for the NFL. That is right. We have a London game this week, meaning on Sunday morning. Games begin at 9.30 a.m. and don't end until the wee hours of the, that's 9.30 Eastern, and don't end until the wee hours of the morning. And we've continued our proud tradition of sending nothing but our finest franchises to London as the New York Jets will travel to battle the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm feeling a little bit uh, squeezed right now because I was all in on Matt Ryan as my QB start this week. He looked really good last week. The Jets don't scare me. And now they just announced that Calvin Ridley is not making the trip with the team for personal reasons. Thank you, Falcons. Uh, I am going to say I feel like this this means it's wheels up for Kyle Pitts. At least that's my hoping. Especially uh, with um, uh, Gage is out too, right? Yeah, but Taylor May, their the Jets safety is out. Uh, so hopefully Pitts, Pitts and Cordero Patterson. I guess I, I'm now down to needing you uh, badly in my life. Uh, the morning window game. Uh, for Sunday that I like is the Green Bay Packers at the Cincinnati Bengals. This is actually a battle of first place teams who would have thought that in week five, the Cincinnati Bengals would be rolling in with a share of the AFC North lead. Uh, both these teams have looked good at times. So I'm expecting this one to be kind of a fun battle. Both have pretty good passing games. Jair Alexander is trending toward being out, which could be a very good thing if you are Jamar Chase stakeholder. Uh, the afternoon window game on Sunday that I'm looking forward to is Cleveland Browns at the Los Angeles Chargers. Again, two teams that have a share of first place. The Browns' defense has really come on. Their running game has been strong. Passing game is a little bit more of a question for the Chargers. Their offense has come together, and last week their defense actually looked really good at holding down a red-hot Las Vegas Raiders team. So that should be a pretty fun matchup. The Sunday night game is perhaps the best game of the weekend, the rematch of the AFC Championship uh, as the Buffalo Bills travel to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense has been nothing but a rumor, so I'm expecting a Bills team that has scored 40-plus points the last two weeks to have another pretty good day, but the Chiefs can score as well. Big questions about will the Bills' defense be able to slow them down, but I have uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes as my number one and two quarterbacks this week. I think this one's going to be a high-scoring affair. And they can't all be winners. On Monday night, we get the Indianapolis Colts at the Baltimore Ravens. Um, it's a game. Uh, the Colts did win last week when Frank Reich woke up and remembered that Jonathan Taylor played on his team and actually decided to give him the ball. Um, meanwhile, the Ravens have the best backfield that 2005 has to offer as they roll out Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, and Devonta Freeman. 
Can we talk for a minute why Tyson Williams is just dead now? He's a healthy scratch last week. I would assume it's going to be the same going forward. I thought he looked really good in week one, um, but they started marginalizing his role. I guess they like what the veterans have to offer more. I had suspected Latavius Murray would end up as their leading running back when all was said and done at the end of the season. And that was certainly the way it played out yesterday. The more curious thing to me is Le'Veon Bell because I thought it was a bad sign when they elevated Freeman and left Bell on the practice squad. Now that they've elevated Bell, Tyson Williams seems to be on the pine. But basically, I mean, I would suspect that one or more of those veterans would be susceptible to injury. Uh, and maybe we'll see Williams get to work himself back in. It's very curious to me as well. So before we normally typically we switch over to the sit and starts, but I, I want to I'm going to start correlating my sit and starts into the guys that I like into DFS and don't like into DFS. While Matthew Fox um, gives his starts and sit recommendation for fantasy football, so I'm going to give you the bets that I like this week. I've been on the board a little bit. It's a little early in the week for me to really kind of hone in. I, I know tomorrow's only one day, but. A lot can happen from Thursday to Friday in the NFL. We saw just today with Ridley and stuff like that kind of being out. But there's a few, there's four bets that I'm really leaning on right now. I like them a whole lot. I am big on the Packers minus three. I like them minus three regardless of uh, Jair Alexander playing. Um, I really think that the Packers are a better team. I think the Bengals are a little overachieving, but I really feel like we're starting to see how much of a difference Joe Burrow is going to make on that football team. I, I think that it's because of him they are playing good. And that defense is playing a lot better than anybody anticipated they would this year. So I'm excited to see that one. But I'm, I'm really leaning on the Packers winning. I think their defense is a little bit more uh, better there. Their front seven is pretty solid. And I think that that's going to be cause a little bit of problems for Cincinnati. Uh, I like the Panthers minus three. Um, I do love the Panthers' move to pick up Gilmore. If he can come back remotely half as good as he used to be off this injury, I really feel like they stole him. You, you know he can't. I'm fairly confident he can't play. This no, game. no, I know that. No, no, I know. Okay. I'm, talking about, I'm just talking it about – It was an incredible back. move, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and they, they did it. They apparently busted out in front of everybody by giving up the six-round pick, which is brilliant because <laughs> apparently he was going to be a Packer basically no matter what. And they flew in, and 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 the Patriots got a little bit of compensation. But I think this is a brilliant move for the Panthers in the long term. But the Eagles are just not a good football team. Um, I, I don't really expect them to win many more before the end of the year. Um, I also like uh, – I got two more plays. I like the Bears plus five and a half on the road against the Raiders. Um, obviously, Matt Nagy finally woke up, got his ass kicked, and, and we're going to see Justin Fields – for the remainder of the season. I thought he looked okay last week. He didn't look great. It's also the Lions, so let's temper our expectations a little bit. But I am a little concerned with David Montgomery being out. It's a little bit of concern. But I do think Williams is going to step up, and I think Khalil uh, Herbert is going to do a little bit of work too. Um, I do think that it's a little bit in the mix, but I do think that we see a lot more out of fields on the ground possibly this week than we have so far. And I just think that they're a better team. And, and I, I still like the Raiders, but I still feel like the Raiders are overachieving. And I'm not sure the Raiders are good enough to be five and a half point favorites. Like that's the big one for me. Five and a half is a big number. So that's why I give me the Bears plus five and a half. And the last one I talked about, we talked about the slugfest. That's going to be Monday night. I like the Colts plus seven on the road 
Um, I think that's a high number for the Ravens. I don't know if the Colts win. I'm not that confident, but I do think that it's a close game. I, the, the, the Colts defense look good. Uh, and they, they do have a good defense. And I think Carson Wentz is a, is, is, is a capable enough quarterback as long as, like you said, as long as they remember who they have at running back, and as long as they pound the rock, I think that they they can make that a football game. Like, don't get me wrong, Lamar Jackson has looked decent this year, uh, a lot better throwing the football as well. But I really kind of expect that game to be a lot closer than the uh, numbers ensue right now. So I like the Colts plus seven heading into Monday night. I don't know, like I said, I don't believe they're going to win, but I do like them to at least cover that seven point spread. Uh, looks like our friend John has his own uh, player that he likes on on comments yeah, well, there. Levon, Levon Bell for president. President of the third string running back? I don't I don't even I'm still I'm still just You know what? Not, Bell was my my favorite non-Bronco in fantasy for so long. I had so many shares and I held on to them after he held out, even when he went to the Jets. But it just it doesn't seem like we're ever gonna quite get back to that level. So I have trouble believing. Um, but my I also you're your bets are interesting. We are we're back on a week where you and I are on opposite sides because I, I would pick the Raiders to win by double digits at Ooh. home against the Bears. But the biggest, you know, when we're talking about Stefan Gilmore and the Panthers and they're just playing the Eagles, it reminds me of one of my favorite movies is Gettysburg. And uh they're they're talking strategy with the generals, you know, the the Union cavalry when they're trying to decide whether they're gonna hold the city, which ended up being like a huge strategic move. And the guy's like, Well, the whole division won't be online and, until the morning. And one of the co-generals, they don't need their whole division. That's how I feel about the Panthers. Their whole division won't be online. They don't need their whole defense to beat the Eagles. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. My point. Yeah. It's just, they're not good. They're not. And, and uh, Bengals over Packers, write it down. I, I'm not, I'm not convinced on that one. I like the Bengals. I just think that the early season, they're kind of, they're one of the teams they're, they're doing what I thought the Jaguars had potential to do until urban Myers had somebody dance on his lap. Um, but with that being said, um, we'll transition over to, the uh, start, sit and start of the week. Uh, Matt, who do you like this week to as your must starts? I'm sticking with it, even though I now have a moment of pause. I My quarterback start is Matt Ryan. He looked good. And honestly, you know what? He looked incredible with Calvin Ridley not doing much last week. So I'm just going to – I think this could be a Kyle Pitts game, um, you know, and – Cordero Patterson finally looks like the fantasy player of the year that Matthew Berry called him out to be in, what, 2010, 2012? I don't know. It feels like it's a long time. Uh, my running back start, Chase Edmonds, you know, he's actually RB12 on the season. He's been solid as a rusher. He's been solidly involved in the passing game. He has been a big spark plug in that Cardinals offense. I know they're playing the 49ers, but that doesn't really scare me. I think he's earned the right to be in that starting lineup, should return you at least running back to value. Um, my receiver start is DJ Moore. Uh, last year, DJ Moore was the third best scoring Carolina Panthers receiver, even though most of us thought he was the most talented. This year, we've seen a total script flip. 
He is getting the ball. He seems to have great chemistry with Sam Darnold, and it doesn't matter. I think Christian McCaffrey looks like he's trending toward playing. That hasn't mattered. Moore has gotten his even when McCaffrey's in there, and if McCaffrey misses, they lean on him even more. Last week, Trayvon Diggs got two interceptions. Looks like a great corner. DJ Moore still got two touchdowns. Uh, for the Panthers, they're finding creative ways to use him, lining him up in creative ways. I think he, he's wide receiver four on the season. I'm going with him. And then my tight end start, Dalton Schultz. You know, going into the season, it was fair to wonder, was it going to be Schultz? Was it going to be Jarwin at the tight end? Would tight end even be fantasy relevant? The answer to all those questions has been Dalton Schultz. He has 20 receptions and three touchdowns already in four games. He looks like he has great chemistry with Dak Prescott, and they are looking for him. That's all you need in a variable position like tight end. If you don't have one of the big heavy hitters, you just need to find somebody that's got a chance, and he's got a chance. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I was a big Dalton Schultz guy going into the season, and I got him free for free in a lot of late-round uh, things. Another thing to monitor is is I know Cooper's got the injury designation. I think he'll play. But if for some reason he doesn't play – that'd be a massive bump for Schultz as well. I like that in DFS as well. For me starting, like I said, I'm going to correlate mine with the start and sit with the, um, with, uh, with DraftKings as well. Daniel Jones seems like he's on fire. Um, That team is also on fire, but it looks like he is Michael Vick now, um, which is kind of strange to kind of watch unfold. I I never realized that uh, Daniel Jones was low key going to be, the best running back on this team, which I mean, I'm gonna lie, I'm not lying to you guys. He's literally averaging seven yards a carry and he leads the team in rushing. Um, he's had games of uh 95, 39, and 27 to start off the year. And I fully expect him to have some uh, you know, have to have some success this week. I really like what they're doing out there. I think this team is terrible, and I think they're gonna continue to be terrible. But um, they're playing the Cowboys. The Cowboys can be thrown on. We've seen that. I mean, Diggs will probably pick them off at least three times, but all he needs is a couple touchdowns and, and you know, maybe a rushing touchdown and the upside's there. Uh, Kareem Hunt, another one I like. This guy, I don't understand why we got to continue to sleep on this guy. I don't understand what it is. He's a starter week in, week out. I still see his name being slandered on the on the uh, Twitter sphere. He's only 5,800 this week on DraftKings. I like it a whole lot. And my receiver this week, LaVisca Chenault, he's only 4,800 dollars on DraftKings. If you've watched the Titans play this year, I don't know who can't catch on them. So LaVisca stepping in in a big way in the second half against the, uh, the Bengals. Bengals. Actually, uh, in the second half against the Bengals, he went six for 99. There was a lot of people early on in the season that were ready to give up on LaVisca. If you just looked at his targets, he, he wasn't, he was getting them. He just wasn't either a catching them or he just wasn't able to do anything with them. The targets have been consistently there. He just finally got a, a chance to produce this past week. And six for 99 is beautiful. Again, with Chark out, $4,800, Titan secondary. That's like the lock of the week for me. I really feel like he's going to just go all out again. I can see easily him getting easily 15 fantasy points uh, when it comes to, to PPR leagues. Um, I like him a whole lot this week, and I think he's going to do big things. Uh, what about your sits for the week, Matt? Yep. So my quarterback sit is Trey Lance. Um, you know, I know he was the number three pick. People are excited about him, but we knew he was going to be a little bit of a project. Uh, when we came in, when he came in for Jimmy G last week, we saw a couple of great 
touchdown passes, you know, where he found some open receivers, but we saw a lot of throws kind of off the mark. I think it's going to take him some time. We've seen all of these celebrated rookies have gone through growing pains as a starter. I don't know why we don't think that Lance wouldn't fare the same, especially on the road at Arizona, the only undefeated team left in the NFL, somebody that's been opportunistic on defense. I think that, you know, if he's coming in and filling in for Jimmy G, which is seeming more and more likely as we get closer, there's going to be a temptation to want to throw him out there. Uh, I would urge caution. I think it's going to take some time to adjust to the game, um, despite whatever skill set and upside he has. My running back sit is Miles Gaskin. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. He's RB39 on the year, which ain't great, especially since a lot of people took him to be their solid RB2. Last week, he had... Two carries for three yards. Malcolm Brown out-carried him. Salvon Ahmed had as many carries and had more targets. Gaskin got nary a target. And this week he's going up against Tampa Bay. No, thank you. Uh, my wide receiver sit, and this one is a bit of a painful situation, is Cortland Sutton. I love the talent. Week two against Jacksonville, seeing him kind of burst out. I thought he was in for a big season. They don't have a lot of other targets, but the passing game looks rough. And honestly, it's 50-50 about whether it's going to be Locke or Bridgewater, and I'm not sure that that I'm excited about either of them in Pittsburgh this week. I just don't think the volume is there enough for me to trust Cortland Sutton. He's wide receiver 47 on the year. I have him as wide receiver 40 this week. I love the talent. It just, it's not all come together yet. And my 10 end start is Anthony Ferkser. He's a guy that a lot of people picked up as a trendy sleeper this off season. He has only played in two games and he has six receptions, which sounds good, but only 42 yards, no touchdowns. That passing game is not consistent enough. And now it's trending toward AJ Brown and Julio Jones being back in the, in the game. They heavily on Derrick Henry. I just don't think you can feel good about using Ferkser and hoping that he gets you top 12 value. Yeah, a uh, real quick question before I hit my sits. Uh, full PPR, need a wide receiver and uh, flex wide receiver two because uh, Ridley and CMC. I have AJ, Allen Robinson, Gainwell, Gaskins, McGask, McKissick. McKissick. I, I think CMC is going to play and if cmc plays i'm putting him in there because if cmc plays you got to have him in there if he sits for me it would be alan robinson and probably kenny gainwell yeah so for me the flex and receiver obviously cmc is your flex hands down and robinson's your your wide receiver too and robinson yeah i'm i'm in the same boat with you uh, i'm robinson gainwell as well i i i just Green's not consistent enough. Gaskins has been terrible. And McKissick, every I don't know when to start McKissick. The weeks that I've started him, he's gotten me three points. And then the weeks that I've that, that I've sat him, he's gotten, you know, 50. So I, I'm very confused on what well, to they do. They finally started throwing to Antonio Gibson, which is the hope of all of our hearts. The only reason McKissick might get a bit of an uptick is Logan Thomas went on short-term IR. But Curtis Samuel is back. Yeah. And so – 
you know, that's a little bit of a toss-up. But Gainwell seems to be not only getting red zone work, but getting passing down work. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, the Robinson and Gainwell are the right answer. But if CMC starts, obviously you smash CMC, no question to ask. That's why you drafted him. My sense this week, Jameis Winston, uh, I've not been big on this uh, Saints team at all, all season. Uh, I, I don't think that they're going to be good. They're start After week one, everybody was crowning them the, the be-all, end-all, and they were going to win 150 games, et cetera, et cetera. I, I just don't believe in Winston. He's not consistent enough for me. They should have won last week, period. Sorry, they should have. Um, but his, his on-again, off-again uh, consistency is really frustrating. Football team haven't been good. I understand that, and you're probably like, oh, start Winston. He's really good. Um, but I, I just wouldn't do that. Um, D- Damian Williams, I know he's sexy to start this week. I know he is. I'm just not starting him. I want to see what the timeshare is first. I want to see if Herbert's going to get involved in the passing game, which I think is very much a possibility. <clears throat> Javante Williams against Pittsburgh, don't love it. I don't love the matchup. I love Williams. I think he's going to be very good for years to come. I don't love this matchup, and I'm with you on Sutton as well. I'm not starting Sutton this week either. Um, real quick question we have. Some guy offered me Zeke for Najee Harris. No. Uh, well, in, in redraft, I'm taking Zeke. In dynasty, I'm keeping Harris. What he said. So, yeah, I, there's there's some interesting games this week that I haven't really dove into the prop bet so far. Um, let's see here. So, okay, so then CMC and Robinson, if CMC plays, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. It's very much appreciated. Um we're here each and every week. Normally we're here Fridays, but today we, we kind of cut early and got it on Thursday. So good luck. We hope you win your matchup. And uh, thank you for subscribing. That, that really means a lot. If you're watching, please subscribe to the show. Um, and make sure to check out Twitter. Um, when we're th- throughout the week, you know, Fox and I drop some stuff throughout the week that could help you with your starting sits and even the questions. And even the morning of, I drop a couple of bets that I like with my buddy Chris Clarkson. Last week, between the two of us, we went 4-0. So um, we did really good. Um, we started the season, and I was like, "Hang on, we did a we had a successful season in uh, in in football. I mean, baseball, but we were struggling to start off. We were two five and one going into this past week, and then we went four and zero. Oh. So now we are six five and one on the season with our bets. Basically, on Monday, our Sunday mornings, we both provide a bet uh, that we like, and last week we provided two prop bets that we liked. And if you would have, and actually won um, some money, I prop I uh, parlayed all four of them together." And and won quite a few uh, dollars on that because I didn't expect all four to hit. But, you know, you got to whenever you believe in something, you bet it, period. Like, it's just what it is. You know, each week I bet everything that I suggest to you guys, I throw on the table myself. I would not suggest a bet to you guys that I wouldn't bet myself. So with that being said, thank you for the kind words. We are transitioning to our favorite segment of the show, um, the movie corner. Um, we've got not a lot on the table this weekend. Um, I, I wouldn't say that there's, um, a lot of fruitful things to really watch this weekend, but, uh, the manor is something that I really enjoyed. Um, I, I really liked that movie a whole lot. I thought it was definitely unique and different. It's going to come out on prime video this weekend. So if that's, it's a horror movie, kind of like a psychological thriller style horror movie so that's what's really kind of got me going on it i could see why some people may not like it but for me i'm excited i i uh you know i don't know 
it was a good it was a good time for me and it takes a lot for me to like a horror movie so i enjoyed myself a little movie called no time to die is coming out um i you know i don't know if you've ever heard of it but it's the uh final installment of the daniel craig universe of james bond kind of sad my favorite bond the first, huh? it was really the first movie that got delayed because of the COVID pandemic. Yeah. Cause it was supposed to release on Good Friday in 2020. And it's been pushed back so many times. I'm just going to be happy to finally see it. I feel like I've seen the trailer uh, 500,000 times at this point. I was going to go see it tonight, but I can't because I'm going to see a screening of The Last Duel. I'm seeing that tonight. And I thought about doing a double feature, but as I mentioned at the top of the hour, I did a whole thing. The last duel is two hours and 45 minutes or whatever, two and 30 minutes. And then so is No Time to Die. No Time to Die hits 235, 240. So I'm not really excited to really... Six hours worth of movies tonight? Not, not again. So I'm really uncertain when I'm going to see No Time to Die. I'll probably see it at some point this weekend, but... You know, it is what it is. Um, season two finale of Ted Lasso happened. I have not oh. watched the last two episodes. So so the season finale, it, it drops tomorrow. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that pe- today, Thursday. Pe- people have, uh, you know, I, I do the recaps. So we, we've seen screeners. I watched uh, the finale. And I'm just going to say that it's one of my favorite episodes of the show ever. Um, just such a beautiful episode. Um, a lot to chew on. It's going to be a long off season now. Uh, people have made comments about whether, you know, the, the season being a little uneven. I've really enjoyed this season, and I thought this was the perfect ender um, and just a beautiful performance from Jason Sudeikis, who writes the episode. So I'm, I can't wait for everyone to get to see it. Yeah, I think what I'm going to do is I've got some work to do, but as soon as I get off here, I think I'm going to catch up on the last two episodes. I'm only two episodes behind. Well, Two episodes, according to the critics. Tomorrow, the new episode will drop, but I'll see the season finale. I'll watch those here in a few minutes. I'm very uh, excited to kind of dive into that. I've been, I'm behind on everything right now, except for the important things of life, like, you know, season three of you. Can't talk about it yet, but um, I can't talk about that yet, though. So um, my, my movie recommendation that I was going to do, there's a little comedy called Queen Pins. Um, it opened in theaters in the beginning of September. Not a ton of people saw it. Um, so it finally dropped for free stream. If you have Paramount Plus, uh, Kristen Bell's in it. It's based on a true story about a couple of um, women in Arizona that start a business hawking uh, fraudulent coupons. And the dedicated postal inspector played by Vince Vaughn and a uh, loss prevention guy for a grocery store chain played by Paul uh, Paul Walter Hauser, who tracked them down. And those two guys were hilarious. There was a scene in there, I think I told you when I was watching it with my wife, that made me laugh super hard. Little movie, didn't think a lot of it, um, but it ended up being a lot of fun. Looks like we got a couple of questions. Oh, sorry, I missed it. Oh, hold on. Yep, I don't pay attention. I forgot. Alex Cousins is running my RB2 slot, so I left CMC in there. Now the question becomes flex spot AJ Brown, uh, Alex Collins, Gainwell. Gainwell. Oh, AJ Brown. AJ Brown, if he plays, and then, and then I think Gainwell. Yeah. And then Gainwell. I, I'm staying away from Seattle's backfield tonight. Uh, Chris yeah. Carson has looked 
not good, and then he's got with a back injury, and Alex Collins didn't light the world on fire. I don't think running is how they're going to get it done. And personally, for me, I think the best bet on Seattle is just a gut feeling is Tyler Lockett because I think Ramsey rotates over to Metcalf. Trade D-Hop and Montgomery for Najee and Mike Evans. Is this reach? Montgomery, if so – I'm going to be honest, whether it's redraft or dynasty, I'd do it. I want Najee and Mike Evans. Yeah, well, I assume that's who he's – based on the way it's wording, it seems like that's who you're trying to acquire. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you're getting Najee and Mike Evans, both formats, I'm doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, season long and or or read our, our dynasty, I'm on board for having – I'm on board for having Najee on my team, period. I think – after we get rid of uh, of the horrendous thing that we call ben, Big Ben at quarterback, uh, I think his life's going to be changed. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, I don't care about the speculation, but I would love to see Aaron Rodgers play football for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I need yeah. that to happen. Uh, it's not going to. But it's possible this season you'll get to see Dwayne Haskins play football for the oh. Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Uh, yes, starting Kyle Pitt this week over uh, Dawson Knox. Yes, 100%, 1,000%, 1 trillion percent. We're all in on Kyle Pitts on this podcast this week. Although Dawson Knox isn't bad, you know, depending no, on who not. your flex options your flex? are, I might play them both. Yeah, who's in your flex spot? That's what I was about to say the same as that thing. Who's in that flex spot? Because honestly, Knox is tight end five on the year. They're playing Kansas City this week too, and that's going to be a high-scoring game. So there's, I guarantee you, I, it would not surprise me if that Chiefs, uh, Chiefs Bills game ends up being like thirteen to ten, just because we expect there to be ninety points scored. Don't put, um, that, don't put that hate on me. <laughs> I have all those assets so high. AJ Green, not Brown. Oh, uh, oh game. Yeah, yeah I, I'm. Yeah, because honestly. The problem with the Cardinals receivers, um, and this is why I wouldn't hesitate to, to bounce Hopkins for Mike Evans right now. It's not that Hopkins isn't a more talented player, but the Cardinals have an embarrassment of riches. They have two running backs, a tight end, and four receivers who are all involved, which is great from an NFL standpoint, part of why they're 4-0. But from a fantasy standpoint, that's going to be a little bit of a living nightmare because we've seen all those guys hit at various points in time, but I don't think you can rely on them necessarily to hit. And it doesn't seem like there is a stable floor for any of those guys aside from Hopkins and Chase Edmonds, which means AJ Green could give you 20 points or he could give you a point and a half. I feel like Gainwell has a more stable floor, maybe not as high as of a ceiling, but has a much more stable floor. So our guy came back with his uh, – it's, it's flexes, Corey Davis, Ross Todd. You know, I probably am – I'm going to – Corey Davis is possibly intriguing because the Jets are playing the Falcons and the Falcons don't really have a defense either. Um, that's a tough one. Yeah, I, it's a coin flip for me between Corey Davis and Dawson Knox. I'm definitely not playing Alex Collins. Yeah, I would definitely not do that either. I would say I, I, I lean Corey Davis – He's got – He probably has a higher ceiling. Yeah, he's got 17 targets in the last two games. And Dawson Knox, although he's been fantastic, he does have – there's a lot of mouths to feed in Buffalo. That's the And I'm not saying Dawson Knox is not going to get his. He probably will. But I lean just a little bit Davis over Knox in that flex spot. Just a little bit. 
It's close. Coin flip it. I mean, I'm just being honest. It's it's really close though because, I mean, I, I Pitts is a Pitts for me over Dawson Knox for sure. I think, and then from there it's it's Davis or Knox, whoever you wake up Sunday morning and be like, you know what, I'm going to ride that train. Um, yeah, I, I was high on Pitts even before Ridley came out because Marcus May is out for the Jets. Um, you know, their safety. And I think that's but I think with with Ridley going out, this feels like the week that we get um, Yeah, you got Russell, you got Russell Pitts. Gage out, you've got Ridley out. I mean, somebody's gonna have to catch the ball. Olamidi Zacchaeus uh, is is still there. What is it? Frank Darby, I think he's <laughs> still at. Uh, it might be a good game for Hayden Hurst too, because they probably roll a lot of. To they'll probably play Pitts more like a wide receiver. Is it crazy to me that Mike Davis is still getting his, even though uh, Cordell Patterson is still being? I had Cordell Patterson on my bench last week. I just wanted to share that with everybody. So that's because you didn't read my sit starts. I'm pretty sure he was my start last week. I had other running backs. Okay, I did not not start him for. And you know what? I was in the Scott Fishbowl. I didn't start him, but you know what I did. I won anyway, baby. What are you in the Scott Fishbowl right now? Two and two. Last week, last week I got decimated. I'm pretty sure I lost by 100 points. <laughs> I, I went and looked at the score, and I was like, well, that happened. Uh, Chark um, hurt me because I started him. And it w- I had finally gotten ticked off and benched Hunter Henry, and, of course, he touched down. And- yeah, I my Johnny Smith love is starting to hurt my heart a little bit. I don't understand why the Patriots spent almost a hundred million on two tight ends that they only occasionally use. But um, you know, apparently we should have known that the Patriots are going to treat every fantasy position the same way they treat running back. Yeah, I've got uh young three and one this yeah, I am three and one in the Scott Fishbowl, baby. Three and one on the Scott Fishbowl. Last year I was 0-4 and, and rallied to just narrowly miss um the playoffs so I'm, I'm feeling a little better about it two and two in this trade I traded cup and saquon for oh god i would have kept in if it's redraft i would have kept cup and saquon barkley because saquon's ran rounding into shape and cup looks like a top five receiver i don't know if you lost it yet ridley you'd have to keep an eye on i mean i'd rather have cup but is Kamara a start because I might have some other guys that could yeah, be he's RB four for me this week. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's he's the only Saint I actually feel confident in. It's it's lame that they didn't target him last week, but he still had a, a hundred and he put up a twelve points without getting a single target or getting into the end zone. He's the only reliable piece of their offense. Yeah, and they're and the and they're they're the uh football Washington football team ranked thirtieth against the Points against their 23rd against the pass, 19th against the run. They have not been good this year. And Jones got injured, so they don't really have much behind Kamara except for they made Ty Montgomery, who was a running back, who they made convert back to receiver when they had no receivers. They have now made convert back to running back because they had no running backs. So what a time to be alive. It's Sometimes I feel like we're going back a decade or 10. You know what I mean? So I don't even know. But – 
We want to thank everybody that dropped in some questions this week. We kind of we went kind of all over the place. We appreciate that for jumping in. Who jumped in late? We don't mind. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we will gladly answer your questions on Twitter at Nighthawk7734 um, and myself at Ricky Blair underscore. I don't blame you for the trade at all. I mean, it's it's seems no, it's to tough. It's a tough trade because I mean Saquon. I don't know when you did. Uh, Ridley was my pick to be wide receiver one this year. I went all in on him in a bunch of re- redraft leagues. It just doesn't look like it's going to quite. And you can't out. help with CMC injury. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when CMC's on the field, he's probably the best. He is probably the best fantasy running back in football. So, I don't think. I still think that you can still make out. I really do. Like you might, you know, might have lost in the long term, but I think you still have a chance that you can make the playoffs with those two guys. You didn't get slums. At least you didn't trade. Cup and Saquon for bums. That's what I'm just get your guys healthy and you could be on the on the on the uh, winning stretch down there. So thank you everybody for tuning in this week. We really do appreciate it. We did kind of alter the shift and start recording a day early, but uh, here we are. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later.